What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode four. And today is going to be one of my favorite topics to talk about, to read about, to watch, to to think about when I'm going to sleep at night, and that is The Hero's Journey. The Hero's Journey is a monomyth. So it's a myth that we're all subconsciously living, and it's spread across time since early, early ancestors would be in caves and shit, and they were drawing cave drawings with crayons. I don't know how they got the crayons, but that's not the substance of this episode. The Hero's Journey was presented to me by Joseph Campbell, who is a author, and he would write about comparative religion, and he looked at why different religions would talk about this storyline as if it was the same storyline across all religion and characters. So take Jesus. Jesus lived out the hero's journey where he comes from the ordinary world and he has this mission for how to make society a better place and it involves tests and trials and some big ordeal that leads to a death and resurrection. But most people don't realize that you're living the hero's journey. Maybe on some level we do know it. And when I start talking about it, you'll be able to run parallels in your own life. So I'm going to give you guys the, the 12 stages to this journey. And I'm going to share where I where I resonate with it and parts of my own story that I think will be of great value to you. And I want you guys to think about your own life. Where do you where are you right now on the journey? Did you take the call to adventure when it was given to you or are you somebody that was too afraid or Maybe you desired something else, so you didn't take that call. But we're going to get into it in today's episode. So, first, I want to tell you guys that I'm living out in Western Mass, and I'm living in an Airbnb with these amazing housemates, and we've got cats and dogs, and it's been a transition, so I'm trying to get my trying to get back to myself, back to my roots. And the way that I do that is by sharing information with you guys. So let's get into it. The hero's journey. Where do we start? Where does it all begin? It begins in the ordinary world. It begins in the place where it's everything you know, all the comforts and everything that you feel is the foundation of yourself. So this is like, for me, this is living in my parents' house. You know, it's in my bedroom, in my parents' basement. It's where I grew up. It's where I spent all my time. And ever since the pandemic hit, I got sent back to my parents' house. And that's where I'm living, or that's where I was living. So I came home from one adventure which was living at school. 
And over the la over those 10 months that I was living there, I was waiting. I was waiting for the call to adventure because I knew it was coming and it's always going to come. It's always going to pop up. So I was in the ordinary world. And for you, that might be something different than your parents' house. You know, like Harry Potter, he was under his uncle's staircase. Um, Frodo Baggins was in the Shire with his friend Sam before the Lord of the Rings or the, who was it, Gandalf came to him. And there's, there's going to be the, the call to adventure. So I was waiting and I got the call. The call to adventure was me on the internet and I was, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was really trying to get out of my parents' house. I was trying to go out and, and go on some crazy journey. So I started looking up on the internet, you know, things to do, places to go, who who's there, what's going to happen. And something popped up on my feed and it was an Airbnb ad for a place in Montague, Massachusetts, which is a very small town out in Western Mass. I saw this place and the title of the Airbnb ad was Cozy Room in a House with Super Sweet Cats. And something went off in my brain. And I was like, mm, I think I need to do that. So I look into it a little bit more and I see that it's this amazing place out in Montague, but I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't see pictures of the outside. I just saw a picture of the bedroom and the, the kitchen. And it was like an older style house. And I was thinking, oh, this is it. This is the call. It was, hey, do you want to go here? It's 700 a month. You're going to have cats, dogs, and two roommates. Yes or no? That was the call. That's how it appears to you in your life. For you, it might be something different. Maybe somebody came up to you one time and said, hey, you should, uh, you should take on this career path. I think you would be good at it. Or you should uh, compete in this sporting event. I think you could do well. And even if you're not going to do well, it doesn't matter. It's about taking the call and embracing it. It's about being afraid and not knowing, being uncertain and living in that uncertainty. So the call to adventure is always presented to you by someone or something. And there will be there will be a refusal. So that's stage three. You're going to refuse that call. You're going to refuse the journey because of fear and desire. Those are usually the two things that stop people from taking on some adventure. They fear what will happen to them. They fear of they fear losing what they have. And they desire the comfort that they know. They they you know, why would you want to be somewhere that you don't know when you have something that you are familiar with? It's human nature. Why go out and you know, we're not usually thinking, "Oh, maybe there's something better on the other side of that mountain." It's always what if there's something way worse? So the refusal of the call is, is kind of like a, a fear of death. You fear that you're going to die or you fear that something will happen to you that will end you. 
So like take the student going to medical school or to undergrad or to grad school. They might refuse that call of, hey, you should go be a doctor. You should you should go specialize in this, you know, career path. The refusal is, oh no, I don't I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm fit for that. And it's not until you meet a mentor, which is stage four, meeting the mentor. It's not until that un, that you get the courage or the confidence to take on that call. So meeting the mentor is Obi-Wan Kenobi or Yoda or Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. You're going to meet someone. Actually, I think it was Aragon, Lord of the Rings. I just watched that series. It's an amazing movie. But anyway, for me... When I decided I wanted to go to med school, it wasn't me that, that came up with it. My cousin, who's a doctor, texted me one day and he said, I think you should bite the bullet and go to med school. Boom. Call to adventure. I was like, whoa, I don't think I can do that. I, I had a 2.0 GPA. I don't. Are you joking? Like, I can't do that. And he explained, you know, he gave me the courage and the confidence. He said, no, you can do this. It's possible. I did it. Look, I was in a way worse position than you. You got to you got to go. You got to wake up. There's something so much better for you on that side. You have to just conquer that fear. Obi-Wan Kenobi gave Luke Skywalker his dad's lightsaber and he says, "Use the Force. This is going to help you. You can do this." Now the now you're going to get all, you know, you got your confidence, you got the the juices flowing. You might be really excited for this mission, this journey, this adventure. And then you get to stage five, which is crossing the, th the threshold. So crossing the threshold, this marks the beginning. This is it. Now you're in the, you're, you're, you're off. You're, you're going from the known into the unknown. You're crossing, you're going over the mountain. For me, crossing the threshold was when I was moving out to Western Mass, it was the drive up. It was like an hour and a half through the wilderness kind of and just open nature and i just felt this feeling wash over me this like spiritual joy and excitement and fear and all of it and i was like thinking to myself i'm crossing the threshold right now there was even a gigantic bridge that i had to drive over and i'm like wow this is literally like the universe is playing a little trick on me right now it's trying to be creative and artistic about it so this is signifying this stage signifies your commitment you can't turn back now and you don't want to when you cross the threshold you're in the journey it's going to take you to stage six which is tests allies and enemies this is like the meat of the journey this is where the growth happens you're growing along the whole thing because you have to conquer your fear and take the call to adventure. You have to leave the ordinary world. So you have to have a bit of courage and you're going to learn things along the way. But the tests, allies, and enemies, I think this is the most important part. Think about SpongeBob and Patrick for a second. 
we're going to switch gears, but we're staying on the same thing. SpongeBob and Patrick, they got their paddy wagon stolen. They almost got eaten by that ice cream lady. They got to cross that abyss of scary monsters. And that was just, those were just one of the tests that SpongeBob and Patrick had to face. They had enemies behind them. You remember Big Boot? What was his real name? Oh, fuck. I don't remember his real name. Anyway, Big Boot. The guy with the mustache. He kind of looked like a cucumber. I think he was a sea cucumber. Okay, anyway, I'm getting... SpongeBob is just in my brain too, too long in the day. So those were... That was his enemy. And his ally, SpongeBob and Patrick's ally, was the mermaid, which is another part of the hero's journey. So I'm outlining the, the 12 stages, but there's like many things that happens along the way. So one of those many things is the meeting with the goddess. So you're going to meet this goddess figure. And for SpongeBob and Patrick, it was that mermaid. It was King Neptune's daughter. So she gave SpongeBob and Patrick the mustaches, and now they they got the confidence to go through. Meeting with the goddess can be anything. Uh, for me, I met with a couple of high-up doctors that gave me positions, research experience positions, that is going to help me get into medical school. And this lady was beautiful. I'm not going to mention her name, but she was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I was in the meeting with her on Zoom, and I was thinking to myself, I'm meeting with the goddess right now. Hero's journey is in every part of your life. It's timeless. It's outside of the field of time. So at any point in the day, you can just think to yourself, I think, I'm, I think that this is an example of this stage. I just took a genetics exam yesterday. That's part of the test allies and enemies. So the test could be, you know, school exams. It could be a brutal workout. If you're a student athlete, it could be, you know, the, the games leading up to the Super Bowl or whatever it is. You know the, the tests in your own life. I don't have to tell you that. You know the enemies in your own life, and you know the, the allies. You know the people that are there with you, trying to see it every step of the way. Even this podcast, this was a hero's journey. My passion website, my blog, hero's journey, I was afraid. What will people think of me? What if I say something that's really wrong? And I just thought, well, it's probably better than not saying anything. And even if I say something that's wrong, I'm willing to bet that I say something that's right. I'm willing to bet somebody, there must be some weirdo out there that's resonating with what I'm saying. And if I can get to him or her, it's worth it. Just that one person is worth it. Back to the hero's journey. So you're going through these tests, you're meeting these allies, you're facing these enemies. Stage seven is going to be the approach to the inner cave. The psychological metaphor of the approach to the inner cave is you are 
approaching the deepest part of your subconscious. You're making final preparations before the big event. So take Jesus. When he was carrying the cross up to that hill where he was about to get crucified, he was taking that path to the inner cave. The inner cave being inside himself because he was about to die. And he's just carrying that cross, approaching it. In, in my life right now, I can tell you what the approach to the inmost cave that I'm actually dealing with as I'm recording this. So in two weeks, I'm about to do a David Goggins challenge. It's called the 4x4x48. Four by four by and for those of you who don't know David Goggins, he's a Navy SEAL. And he does all these triathlons and endurance events, and he has this challenge. Four by four by 48. Four miles, you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. I'm terrified because I don't run. I never run. I can't tell you the last time I went outside and ran. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I know I can do it if my mind pushes me. And this is another call to adventure. So it's better that I take the call than refuse it. Because if I refuse it, I'll not, I'll never grow. I'll never know. I'll never grow. I'll never know. And I'm going to get my big toe. And I'm going to roast it all slow. Okay. Rap is not my thing. So the 4x4x48 four by four by challenges in two weeks, and I'm approaching it. I know I'm about to face some some demons on the road as I'm running. So that's where I'm at. As you take that path, as you're approaching, stage eight is going to be the ordeal. That's the big event. That's the big thing, the abyss. You're facing the deepest part of your subconscious, that deep inner crisis that was the reason you went on the journey from the start. Remember back in the ordinary world when you first got that call, you were afraid of death. You were afraid of having to deal with something deep in you, some deep crisis. Well, the ordeal is that coming to fruition. The ordeal is that event actually happening. So the hero has to face this if he wants to survive. He has to, to slay the dragon. He has to you know, face the, the level 10 boss in whatever video game you're playing. At this stage, there's a death. So the abyss is that death that you were afraid of. And the growth happens when you overcome that death. When you psychologically, spiritually die and you're resurrected so jesus is now on the cross that's the abyss father father why have you forsaken me he's in the deepest part the deepest crisis that he could possibly imagine in a place that he never thought he would be and after you face that dragon you get the reward joseph campbell says you seize the sword so this is what you 
came to get. You did this for for the reward that you just got. If you're in the military, the reward you get is when you make it through boot camp or BUDS. When you make it through and now you're a United States Marine, you're a Navy SEAL. You had to just go through some crazy training for the last three, six, nine months. Some crazy ordeal where you were freezing your ass off. You thought you were going to die. You didn't know if you would make it. And now you've, you've done it. You made it. And after you make it, after you get that thing, you have to take the road back. Because you went on this adventure... So that you could get this thing that's going to be for the betterment of society. So you have to go get it and now you got to bring it back to society. Or else what good is it? At this point, it's not uncommon that people don't... People refuse that. People refuse the, the road back. They don't want to return. Because they say, well, what I have out here is so much better than what I had over there. And it's ironic because you were so afraid of coming out here in the first place and now you don't want to leave. We've all been there before. <laughs> so if you're like, take the uh, successful businessman or some like a rock and roll person. If the successful businessman goes and makes millions of dollars from traveling around the country, selling his product, going door to door. He's made millions now. He just signed a contract. And he thinks, well, now I have to go back home to my family. And he starts to think to himself, well, should I? Why would I go back there? I, had, I didn't really have anything there. And there's so many things that I can do out here. And there's so many women I can meet. And there's, you know, the parties and the bars and the drugs and the booze and the, the sex and the it's all distraction. So if you refuse the return home, you're it's not a completed mission. Something distracted you. You were it was fear and desire just like back in stage 1. Your desire for what you have now and your fear that if you go back you might lose what you've gained. If you do decide to take the road back, you will experience stage 11, which is a resurrection. You are a new person. Whoever you were when you took the call to adventure, that person's dead. He died in the ordeal. He died in stage 8. You are that person, but the experiences, the, the things you've learned, things have been added to you. There's no doubt that you are incomparably better than you were before you took the call. Jesus rising from the dead. He went from physical life to spiritual life. The resurrection is like the aftermath of the journey. A lot of people today want to fast forward to that. They want to skip crossing the threshold. They want to skip 
tests allies and enemies, there's no possible way they want to go through the ordeal. Who wants to go through an abyss? But you don't resurrect if you're not dead. You have to die. And this isn't just physical death. You have to, to die to yourself. Your mind has to die to yourself to the possibilities of something bigger than you. If you stick to what you know constantly, and I know people that are like this. I have friends that never did anything of real substance. They never did something scary or hard. And I have nothing but compassion for them because they must have been afraid of the dying. They must have been afraid of something happening. Or maybe they're just enslaved to their desires and they don't want to leave the comfort of their mother. And they just, you know, they, they're sucking on the bottle. They will never resurrect. And if they do, it's the grace of God. I can't say they'll never resurrect, but you can't compare it to somebody that took the call to adventure, that met their mentor, and they crossed the threshold. They went through all the, the tests. They met their allies. They faced their enemies. They slayed the dragon, took the sword, and made it back. They're a new person. Sometimes I'll, I'll get messages like, you've changed. You're not the person I knew. And I think to myself, thank God. Whew. Imagine if I was the same person that I was two, three, five years ago. Imagine if I was the same person that I was six months ago. There's a constant resurrection happening. And it wouldn't happen if I didn't wake up every day and treat every day like it's a call to adventure. So that was stage 11, and now the final one is the return with the elixir. You're a new person, you come back to society, and you have the thing that's going to be, that's going to better the people in the society. So Jesus had the word of God, and when he resurrected, when he went to heaven, it was, I, I don't like to use the word proven, but that was his that was the return with the elixir. People saw that and said, oh, okay. And I'm just using Jesus as an example. I'm not saying that Christianity is the only way. I'm very, quite the opposite, as you can probably tell from this podcast. Um, the Buddha, same thing. Muhammad, same thing. Any god, anything, Zeus, return with the elixir, return with the lightning bolt. I don't know too much about Greek mythology, so I shouldn't say that too much. But I'm focusing on Jesus because I know Christianity. So the hero returns as a grown man. And he brings back that thing that he went to get. And if you want to imagine Simba from The Lion King, his return with the elixir is when he mounts Pride Rock and he roars and the whole entire animal kingdom knows that the king has returned which is also why if you look at things like star wars or lord of the rings what's the last episode called return of the jedi 
Return of the King. Every single story you read and every movie you've watched follows the hero's journey. You're following it now. Just sit down and think about it for a second. Meditate on it. Just lay in bed and wonder where you're at on the journey. Have you met the goddess? Have you faced the big dragon? Are you doing that now? I can tell you where I'm at currently. I'm on test allies and enemies. And I'm approaching the inmost cave. I mentioned the 4x4x48 challenge. And I predict that that's going to be the big ordeal. Again, I don't know. The, the ordeal could happen at any moment, though. I realize that. Like, I could, I could get into a car accident. I hate to say that, but I could get into a car accident and die. That's the ordeal. And when I resurrect, when I see that I'm not my physical life, I'm my spiritual life, that's a new hero's journey. Then I'll face that when I get there. But for now, I'm going to leave it at that. Those are the 12 stages. Listen to this again, rewatch it, re-listen, and get the book by uh, Joseph Campbell. It's called A Hero with a Thousand Faces, and it takes you through these 12 stages in a lot more detail. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we are now on Spotify, so if you want to follow us on there, go ahead. Uh, this will be posted to YouTube and all the other platforms. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week, rest of your day, and kill it, and make sure you take the call to adventure every chance you get. Peace out.